Thanks for staying tuned, folks. I hope the uh, news was informative. This is Stu Jenkins with Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only on KNews FM 98.5. And I'm, I'm pleased, you know, we've had Congressman Salud Carbajal on now concerning national issues. And the first segment, we had folks coming on to talk about county issues. But now we're going to focus on the city of San Luis Obispo and how the city is failing its residents by not enforcing the ordinances that they've adopted to the point where some parts of town are just lost to residents uh, to perpetual riotous party activity that means that folks can't sleep. And I'd like to introduce you to a member of the board of RQN, that's Residents for Quality Neighborhoods, Kathy Walker. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Thank you, Stu. It's nice to see you. I, I, uh, I invited you on the show because I saw an email uh, that you sent to Derek Johnson, the city manager, uh, Rick Scott, the city police chief, uh, uh, Timmy Tway, the development director, and all members of the city council, from Jan Marks to uh, Andy Pease, and uh, even the city attorney, uh, Christine Dietrich, and if, if you'll let me read this, I'll just read it. Sure. Um, because this has been an ongoing problem. Uh, you live over in a single-family neighborhood. And here's what you said to these city leaders. You've already heard my repeated pleas, politely and frustratedly, and everything in between. I am out of words. Please watch the video of another loud party tonight, Tuesday, on the 7th straight night in a row of Cal Poly's fraternities rush at illegal fraternities in neighborhoods. This property at 348 and 350 Hathaway has been on the city's radar for over a decade. It's been issued about 20 noise citations since, since 2022 and has evaded dozens more despite loud disruptive parties that violated the noise ordinance. Please do something to stop this madness. And you sent them an entire video that uh, is almost, well, it's almost 350 megabytes okay. of, of video and audio, and we can't play that here because it's just too long. And besides it's radio, we can't show you the antics. Right. But I do have an MP3 that's a little bit shorter of what's going on in your neighborhood. Joe, can we cue that in now? So this MP3 is three different parties on three separate nights, and each of them were not issued a noise violation, even though the noise violation says that the noise is not supposed to cross the property line after 10 p.m. Well, and, and so this was the seventh night that you and your family were kept up essentially all night, right? 
Well, it was the seventh night of the winter fraternity rush, so we were disrupted each of those um, those nights or days all weekend long, from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, day and night. And Tuesday was the final night of their rush, and that was the one party that I sent them a video of. RQN has been trying to work with the city manager and the city police chief uh, to get more enforcement, uh, and, and even the uh, city's code enforcement officer to get more enforcement. I, I think you agree that, that Cal Poly has contributed a great deal to our community. Oh, absolutely, yes. But do you think that gives the fraternity students license to abuse their neighbors? Well, you know, first of all, fraternities are not allowed in R1 and R2 zones. It's against the municipal code in San Luis Obispo. And um, unfortunately, we have 40, 40 illegal fraternities in our low-density residential neighborhood. And so there's 10 students uh, sometimes in these houses, and uh, yeah. they invite... Uh, well, uh, all what? the sororities. All the sororities roam from party to party, screaming and... Um, yeah, it's very disruptive. What part of town is this in? We live um, on Frederick Street, so it's a few blocks from Cal Poly. From the campus? Yes. Yeah. And um, have have you and other folks in the neighborhood uh, uh, called the police department and asked for enforcement of the noise ordinances uh, on a regular basis? Yes, we have. We I've met personally with them. I've spoken with them on the phone. Um, and... Unfor- somehow these parties are not getting cite. Well, the one that I talked about had 20 citations for that one fraternity in in less than two years, but at, at least double that probably in in non citations. And they're not doing anything about. I mean, imagine if a house next door to you was like a bar, that was just crazy, and it was getting noise citations, and and it added up to 20 citations. It seems that the city would say, hey, we have a problem here, and they would do something to get that fraternity out of the neighborhood. I think I read in a recent uh, document uh, related to attempts to work with Cal Poly on this that uh, fraternities now actually budget for the fining. Absolutely. That's what they've that's what they've said. So what kind of fines do they face if there's actually ever a citation? The first citation is three hundred and fifty dollars, the second is seven hundred dollars, the third is a thousand dollars, and the property manager also gets fined that same amount. And then it's con- it continues at a thousand dollars for each subsequent citation. During the year or from then on? From then on until there's a lapse. They can restart uh, if they don't have a citation or a noise okay. call for like nine months. Okay. Well, now this this uh, party that had the seventh day of partying mm-hmm. through the night. Right. Uh, and you sent the video. Did yep. you did you examine um, whether anything was done? Had you had you called to complain with the police department? We called to report it. The police responded. And I sent the video before knowing what the outcome was of that call. But I did see on the slow PD dispatch log the next morning that it was not cited for the noise. And um, did it stop when the police came out? Yeah, it stopped when the police came out. But but there's residual after they shut down a party. And often they don't shut down the party. But when they do, mm-hmm. then people disperse throughout the neighborhood. And so there's continual screaming and 
rowdiness. You know, it's just it's just an ongoing drinking thing. in public. Uh, oh yeah, I have not I have not seen them cite people. My daughter, my daughter, um, she's in her 30s. She commented on this last week, and there were so many people with open containers walking by our house. The police were there and just nodded. They ignored it. Absolutely ignored it. Yeah. Is this driving? residents out of those neighborhoods? Unfortunately, it, it has. And I'm not sure that the people understand that the noise is really because of these fraternities that have taken over our neighborhood, but they've they've given up and, and moved away, many of them. Now, the, these are called satellite uh, houses for the fraternities, aren't they? Not always. This one at 348 is their main chapter house. Okay. Yeah. And um, do they have to register with Cal Poly? Do they have to show up on any kind of a website for the for the city police chief or the uh, folks at the development department or the yeah, code not, enforcement to look for? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how that's done. I, they do register with Cal Poly. Christine Wallace is she works for Slow PD. She's the one that's in communication with these fraternities. But um, yeah, other than that, I don't think there's a lot of communication going on. Now, here, here's uh, some of the background on the danger. Your husband uh, provides public service by flying rescue helicopters, doesn't he? Yes, he's a first responder EMS helicopter wouldn't pilot. You want, wouldn't you want an EMS helicopter pilot to be tanned, ready, and rested when he came to get you? You would hope so. <laughs> In the mountains. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, the, the uh, I, I think the most disturbing thing is that uh, you are just one of a whole number of people who call in these complaints and the, the citations don't seem to be happening. No, I think about 10% of the parties are actually cited that are called in. Now there was just an adoption of a double fine period for Halloween or Halloween mm-hmm. uh, and yes. for uh, St. Friday's Day, which is right before or around St. Patrick's Day. Yep, the Saturday before winter finals. But but here was rush week, yeah. and there's no extra penalty for that, is there? No, there's not. Do you think the city could take uh, different actions or actually just enforce their own ordinances in order to quell this kind of riotous activity? Well, I do think that citing the parties would have hopefully have a deterrent effect. And, and certainly people who are violating the open container statutes or are drunk in public really need to a night to cool off don't they well folks we're coming up on a hard break here thank you for coming in we're going to talk to kathy walker of rqn right after this break stay tuned <laughs> 